You are listening to the inimitable John Coltrane with a Love Supreme Part One acknowledgement. Um, you're listening to st- you're also listening to Student Radio Maastricht on RTV Maastricht one zero seven point five FM. I hope y'all are enjoying the show. We're talking about vinyl, and we're joined by two awesome guests as well as our co-host Elena. Hello, I'm here again. <laughs> yes, um, we're also joined by guests Jeff and Ari. Please introduce yourselves. Well, uh, my name is Jeff. Uh, I'm born and raised in Maastricht. I'm 24 years old and I've been collecting records for the past 12 years. Uh, it all started in Maastricht and we're still here. And yeah, <laughs> it uh, started in the grow shop, the Sirius. I was, a, I was still a kid back in the day and they, they were selling records there, like techno records, house records. And I, I didn't know anything about it and I just bought a record and the rest is history. Nice. I'm excited to hear a little bit more about uh, that history in the next uh, in the next hour. I and thought you were. I didn't know you were 24. I just thought you were older than me for some reason. <laughs> I'm also 24. Yeah, I'm Ari. Uh, yeah, you know, runaway American. Been living in Maastricht for 15 years, and uh, yeah, I started collecting vinyl. I guess like seven seven years ago, and then that kind of led me to DJing, and it's been like a reinforcing thing. I like to DJ, I like music, and it's just kind of spiraled into a very expensive but very nice hab- hobby in the end. Yeah, yeah, Ooh, that nice. sounds nice. Yeah, if I may say so myself, I I think uh, you two are uh, interesting characters of uh, of the music scene in Maastricht, definitely. So I'm I'm really glad that you both could uh, could join us today. Yeah, I'm really excited. I mean, uh, I don't know if our audience knows, but I'm also a vinyl enthusiast. Um, I started collecting, I think, yeah, well, officially only four years ago, so I can't uh, brag. It's such a long history like Jeff, but I mean, I've been uh, passionate about records since uh, since I was a child because I used to play around with my parents' uh, collection at home and... I think, uh, yeah, it brought me really close to music. So I, that's also why I wanted to to do this uh, this episode. Yeah, this sounds great. I mean, I never, I didn't grow up around vinyl records. My mom had a huge CD collection, and that's actually side note how I started learning how I learned how, how I learned how to read. I would get CDs with like liner notes, and so I could read along to them when I was listening to music. But I always saw vinyl as just like DJs, DJ friends of my mom's, and things like this. And so, interesting to hear exactly how you know someone can potentially get into vinyl and you know the experience of listening to it itself. Um, but before that, um, it's time to go to our first song. Oh, wait, sorry. Before we go to uh, our first song, I actually uh, wanted Jeff to tell us a little bit about the previous song that we listened to, because uh, today all the songs were chosen by our guests, uh, and I asked them to choose uh, important uh, records that they love. So just in a few quick, quick words, tell us why you chose uh, Coltrane for your first one. Well, it's been the most influ- influ- influential record I heard. Uh, the first time I heard it, I literally cried because it's so beautiful. It's, it's just, it's hard to describe, but like the whole arrangements, the, the how, how Jungle Train plays the instruments, it's, it's out of this world. I think he's one of the best musicians who walk this planet. Yeah, rest in peace, John. He's such a spiritual guy and please watch his documentary. It's like super inspirational. Nice. Nice. Thank you. And the next song um, is Fakin' Jacks by Ini and Pete Rock. I and I. Yeah. <laughs> Hope y'all enjoy. Check it out. I and I's in the house. Bravo. 
Rap lover, Ross, Marco Polo, with the PR. To all you fake ass thugs out there talking about you got this and you got that, and you gonna murder this one and murder that one, talking all that bullshit, I'ma put it to you like this, yo. Check it out. As I commence lyrical content, now bust the grammar. Niggas trying to make me flip out like David Banner. Busting out the garment, slamming shit like Onyx. When I'm vexed, I flex and turn green like the chronic. When I bug out, you're bound to get snuffed out for fronting. Busy deceiving, achieving nothing. If you can't walk the walk, don't talk the talk. It's Pete Rock and I and I coming straight from New York. Now all the setups you thought you stepped up to get your rep up. The joke's on you, Jack. Because when I came through the door, my mind was thinking all out. I'ma settle the score once and for all Ain't no time for faking jacks when it's time for making stacks I'm dropping bombs like axe in the Bible with my recital So recline like a passenger seat, son, relax As I take you to the max, homeboy, you're faking jet Ain't no time for faking jacks, stop faking jacks Brothers that fake jacks get laid on their back Ain't no time for faking jacks, stop faking jacks Brothers who fake jacks get laid on their back Ain't no time for faking jacks, stop faking jacks Brothers that fake jacks get laid on their back Ain't no time for faking jacks Stop faking jacks Brothers that fake jacks get laid on their back You'll never succeed or progress Searching for peace through material objects You go to extremes in the process Accuse others when it's you showing your true colors Busy selling your dreams but all your cream Contributes to your lack of self-esteem So it would seem cause every day of the week You act different You see your peoples, you speak, your eyes shifting Front and what, son, you love to perform But when the crowd's gone, word is born You get your murk on Is this the real definition of what a snake is? Y'all should have been politicians, that's where the cake is But it didn't work with the fake ass smirk See the meek shall inherit the earth for what it's worth uh, Turn around, yo, you backwards You know what the facts is You faking jacks, kid Ain't no time for faking jacks Stop faking jacks Brothers that fake jacks get laid on your back Ain't no time for faking jacks Stop faking jacks Brothers that fake jacks get laid on your back Ain't no time for faking jacks Stop faking jacks Brothers that fake jacks get laid on your back
Yes, this is Fakin' Jacks by Pete Rock and Amy. You listen to Student Radio Maastricht on RTV Maastricht, 107.5 FM. Um, this is Zaki, the co-host in tech for today, here with Elena, our other co-host. Hello. Um, and also our two guests, Jeff and Ari. What up? What up? <laughs> yeah. Nice. So uh, the last song was uh, chosen by Ari. You want to tell us why you chose it? Yeah, I chose that song because it's uh, it's like a seminal album for me growing up. Um, so last few years of high school. Uh, so back when I was, I guess, like eight years ago, graduating high school, I uh, listen to a lot of hip hop, pretty much only hip hop, you know, and I don't listen to that much hip hop anymore, whether it's because I'm not being innovative enough in my searches and I just feel like a bit disassociated with the, the new school hip hop that's coming out. There is probably good stuff. Once in a while I hear a song that I like, but in general, albums like this just hold a special place in my heart that, you know, I can kind of put it on at any time when I'm cooking or doing something and just listen the whole way through. This album, I and I, Center of Attention, Pete Rock is, you know, making the beats. And I would recommend everyone to go check it out. And just, like, every beat's awesome, so it was hard to choose a song from the album. Probably, like, the real hip-hop heads all know or whatever, but it's it's a really just an amazing album. So And it also, it's, like, represents my whole mindset when I was a kid and just kind of, you know, sitting in the park, sunshine, uh I don't know what the rules were. Smoking a lot of weed back in the day when I was a kid. Is that oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. no. You can, you, can, you can say anything. Check, you know, <laughs> no, we no are worries. in Maastricht, Netherlands, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the student radio. I don't do that anymore anyways, actually. I'm a master's student now, all cleaned up, baby. But yeah, just the mindset I was in when I was a kid. And it's also cool rap. It's like, uh, it's boom bap rap, but it's not gangster. You know, they're talking about not being gangster. There's no talk about guns and violence. And there's no talk about selling drugs. It's not about that at all. But it has the same feel. And then night better beat. So yeah. Anyways, that's my little nice. that's my spiel. Yeah, beat rock changed my life, man. Yeah, he's one of the originators yeah. of that true boom bap sound. Yeah, and he inspired so many producers even today. Big up beat rock. Big up beat rock. Yep. Nice. Well, I enjoyed it uh, quite a lot. So thank you very much uh, for the recommendation. And yeah, for our listeners, um, if you just tuned in today, we are talking about music and we are talking about uh, vinyl records. I invited here to vinyl heads uh, <laughs> of Maastricht. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. We're going to go a little bit over the basics and also some personal experience and uh, things like that. So, um, yeah, I don't know where to start because, yeah, there's so much to talk about. Even in the break, we were just uh, talking, just talking a lot of, still about records and music. So, I don't know. But uh, I don't know. Jeff, maybe tell us a little bit more. You mentioned earlier, like how you started uh, to get into records at uh, Sirius. And uh, tell us tell us more about your... Well, it all started with going to like uh, cafes and I saw this DJ, DJ Mingus, and he was the only guy playing records here in Maastricht. And when I saw him playing records, something magical something magical happened. I, I was like, oh man, I need to do that shit. So the next time I was passing through the series, I saw all these records laying in the bins and there was like a sale. They were like selling all the records and they were like one euro each. So I, I think I bought like 50 records at the time. And then I was like, okay, I need to get this thing started. So I got two record players and yeah. I've been a junkie since. Yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah, well, we met we met in a record store. So that that only makes sense. <laughs> At 12 years old, you got you bought your first record? Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, your credentials, man. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> Thanks, man. When did you get your first turntables? 
I, f- I think uh, when I was 13, 13, I got my first proper DJ turntable. I think it was a Reloop yeah. RP1200, if I'm not mistaken. And oh. after using that for two years, I was like, man, I need to get a Technics. Yeah. I played at a Technics and I was like, such a big difference, like how smooth it goes, how strong the motor is. And then I was, man, I need to have two Technics. Yeah. We love you, Technics. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only one. I've, I've been like bringing them from America, right? So in the US, you buy them secondhand, the Technics, right? So yeah. I think they're about $200 in the US. Hmm. And I take them on the flight case and I check them on the airplane one or two every time I go. I didn't do it the last time, but yeah. I probably brought like six or seven over to Europe. And, and then I just sell them in Maastricht, you know? Like I'm just trying to get everyone with the Technics hooked up, you know? Yeah, no, that's, that's really nice. I also have uh, two uh, Technics at home. Um, I also bought them secondhand, but they were not $200. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same but, here. but yeah, it's a total, totally worthy investment, I think, you know? Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't even question it at the time. It's like such a such a important piece, and I think if you want to respect your records, you're also gonna buy good equipment to mm-hmm. to to play them on, right? Yeah, I mean, I think if you um, so if you're a DJ, then you definitely need the techniques. Like, like there's no there's no doubt about it. And I've played on a lot of different turntables, and I don't even feel confident DJing if there's not techniques there. Like, I'll get like, <laughs> oh, what? I gotta use that? Are you serious? <laughs> like, I'm gonna make myself a fool on that other thing, you know? Because the other one, you touch the motor. To spin down the song and it slows mm-hmm. down a lot but if you're just listening to music with vinyl you don't need to buy that one all that all us djs mm-hmm. have because that thing's 500 bucks i mean you could buy the any turntable from technics from the from the 80s you know that 70s even those you can get one for 100 euros so you don't you know i think the ones we're talking about are all 500 bucks so no one that's starting records needs to think they need to get the dj table although yeah. it's better yeah <laughs> and just uh, another uh, very important thing when you get like a turntable check the needle get a proper yeah. needle yeah exactly i think yeah that's the the investment you want to do otherwise you're just going to ruin all your records and you're going to regret it big time because yeah. yeah i don't know i feel like for me uh, every record is is a treasure in itself so i, d- I really don't want to don't want to destroy them and i think we're going to talk about it a little bit later but some records are also really rare and expensive as yeah. uh, jeff well knows uh, so yeah, I think you wanna you wanna invest a little bit to to take care of it though. Like yeah, anyone who has a Crosley, uh, those are the they they look like suitcases and oh. you open them up. Yeah. A Crosley turntable, I think Crosley Cruise. No, Crosley Cruiser. Is that no. portable? Uh, yeah, turntable. portable turntable. Yeah. And I heard like a girl recently said to me, he's like, oh, I want to start buying. Let me buy. I'm oh, sorry to do that voice. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she wanted to buy the Crosley, and I was like, no, 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 because yeah, those just destroy your records. I mean, you can watch it you're like, oh, it sounds good, but yeah. it's just like. Yeah, exactly. Know? Like uh, the tone arm, at least, has to have a weight. No. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it so, totally does. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. Bit, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think uh, in the last segment we're gonna go a little bit also more uh, tips about what you're looking for when uh, getting a turntable if you decide to, which you will after this show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, first, uh, we're gonna listen to the next song, uh, which is by Elio Mateus. Uh, Eu Hell me condeno, and uh, this was a choice by Jeff, and you will tell us more about it after. Enjoy. <laughs> Meu país, Rio de Janeiro, em pleno mês fevereiro, morando perto do mar. Vivendo em Copacabana, te vendo toda semana e não 
começo depois de dez horas Muito barulho lá fora e eu não podendo tocar Passeando pela Bahia, mas de barriga vazia No prego sem trabalhar Despejo em cada ano Vivendo como cigano Quase perdendo a mobília Acabando sem a família E a mulher perde a esperança Leva o amor e a criança Minha viola não fala se falasse também ia Pois se falasse também ia Cidade maravilhosa Cheia em canto meu Cidade maravilhosa Cheia em cantos meu Yes, that was Eu Heu Me Condeno by Elio Mateus. Um, and you're listening to Student Radio Maastricht on RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. I'm Zaki, your host in tech for today. Um, I'm joined in the studio by Elena, our co-host. Hello. And uh, Jeff and Adi, two vinyl heads here in Maastricht. What up? <laughs> yeah. 
I want to say, though, for me, vinyl, one thing that makes vinyl very interesting for me, just as someone who listens to a lot of music, is that it really, like, nowadays, you know, with particularly with otherwise with Spotify and also to an extent CDs as well, you know, you can just go to a track and pick the track. Whereas I find with vinyl, you really do have, it kind of, you know, it requires a certain amount of attention to be paid because you have to like, you know, it's not you're gonna listen to one specific track and then, and then or this or go between different tracks on different albums. No, you're going to actually listen to it, and then when it's finished, you have to flip it and everything. The attention that it requires, I think, is very interesting to me. Yeah, it's it's a labor of love, really, because there is a lot of work. You know, you you definitely learn to appreciate the actual song you're listening to more than, you know, the general experience of I'm listening to music for an hour and I'm having as much audio stimulation as I can. Whereas, okay, I'm choosing this song, I'm taking it out of the case and putting it on and I'm really deeply listening to it. And I think if you have the attention span for it, it becomes a more beautiful thing because you actually listen to the song more deeply. Um, but but not everyone does have the attention span for that, and yeah. I do understand. <laughs> I don't always have the attention span either. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I have can medi- relate. I mean, I have medically diagnosed short attention span, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I think that's one of the things that I that I love the most about uh, vinyl, you know, because. Yeah, I feel like you have way more connection with with the music itself, with the with the whole album, and uh, that's yeah, I don't know, the, just the feeling you have when you're like taking out the record from from the sleeve and putting it on, you know, it's just like, yeah, it takes so much more more love, you know, like you put it and you're just so happy when when the needle just hits the the record, it's just the best thing in the world for me. I don't know, I just love it so much, so. Yeah, that's one of the things that's uh, that's fascinating about uh, records, and also the sound. Of course, it's so much warmer and uh, more, I don't know, enveloping than uh, than digital. And uh, I don't know, what do you think, Jeff? What uh, what's the most fascinating aspect for you? Uh, for me, when I see the sleeve, I get these flashbacks, memories when I found the record, and also uh, the guy who sold me the record. So, like, I see the story. I visualize, visualize the story and I see, oh yeah, Ramal sold, uh, sold me that record during a, a warm day and he gave me some discount. It was such a beautiful day. So like the whole experience uh, while bu- buying that record, uh, just that is, has so much uh, added value for me. And also like you, like the energy you put in it, when you put the needle on it, like it's, it's just different. Yeah, it's weird how much data our brains can store about, you know, for example, records about anything, you know, like like you said, I, every time I take out a record, I can remember different times I've listened to that record, different situations I've been in, maybe even different feelings I've been in, but especially also where I got that record and at what point in my life it clicks into my musical journey. And it's just like, whoa, where's all this metadata stay, like stored? And well, that's why I'm so slow in the rest of my life. <laughs> like, my brain's like totally filled up. And also the labels, like all I have to do is briefly see the label of the record and I'm like, oh, this song is on A1 and like a lot of records, like I know the layout and exactly what songs play after other ones. And it's, yeah, it's a little scary. Yeah, Uh, but it's also awesome. We were talking during the break earlier um, about, for example, when you rediscover a record that you haven't listened to uh, maybe ever since you bought it or something, which is still like when you buy it, I think you're, you're really determining if you really actually like it which is another thing why you really love your records because you're not going to buy music you don't love if you're going to invest on it but uh anyway yeah then also maybe you listen to it and then it's in in the crate and then you find it after some years and you're like oh 
Yeah, that's actually one thing I really I really miss record stores actually. Being able to go through, listen to a new album and be like, oh, this is a new artist, something new album that I've never listened to or something like this. And it's just, it's a really nice experience of just actually finding something and getting attached to it in that sense. And now with the rise of, you know, of, of electronic, not electronic music, but, you know, Spotify and all of these things, it's kind of, you know, I feel like it's kind of dis- disassociated us from, you know, the acquisition of new music. It's yeah. kind of sad, honestly. Yeah. The whole experience uh, when going to a record store is like a social experience. You have all these interactions with the people inside the record store, with the owner, like other clients. It's like it's like a f- day filled with joy and meeting new people, like-minded people. And yeah, that's also like part of the experience. Uh, and you don't get that on Spotify. Yeah, so, yeah, not at all. I mean, we're here, uh, all of us, just because we are all passionate about vinyl. We listen to different kinds of music, but just just this passion to have in common. You know, we're here all smiling, just thinking about the feeling of, of being inside a record store. You know, it's just it's just the best. And like, for example, the song we listened to earlier uh, by Elio Mateus that was suggested by Jeff, that was something that you really were searching for, for example, you know? And so tell us a little bit more about like when you're searching for a rare record. It all started on YouTube. <laughs> and I found it on YouTube and I was like, oh, I need to have this record. So I started searching, but like after years and years of searching, I never found it. So I contacted a friend in Sao Paulo, Pedro, and I asked him specifically for this record. And after like a couple of months, he sent me a message like, hey, Jeff, I think I found the record. And he sent me a picture and there it was. And yeah, it's it's one of my most treasured records. It just has a special place in my heart. And also the flip side of the record is like amazing. So you should definitely check out the whole record. Also the album he produced, it's like emotional content, even though I don't understand Portuguese, but <laughs> you don't need to understand the language to feel the music. Agreed. It's such a beautiful language. I think maybe the Brazilians do it better, huh? Well, I, 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 I'm biased in this case, yeah. so I can, <laughs> I can say I can say anything. <laughs> what, you, what, what Jeff was saying about when you're in a record store um, and that community thing. I mean, it is. I've gone and spent hours in a record store because it, it is a whole day thing. But one one funny story I just want to tell is that I was in one in Detroit with my mom because uh, she used to bring me to the record store. I guess when I was like 18, she knew I was getting into DJing and vinyl, and she's like, "Oh, my son, you know, I want to support his, his hobby, right? You know, I don't. I'm an only child, so every everything I want to do gets kind of like like supported. You know, you got to nurture that one kid you got. But anyways, <laughs> we're in the store, and I'm digging, and um, you know, uh, 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 you know, a big black man walks through, right? And my mom's like, "Oh my God, is that DJ Assault?" You know, I don't know if you guys know DJ Saul. He did a song "Sex." Yeah, I know him. Yeah, yeah. And but so, but the guy's actually DJ Andres, who's a very famous uh, DJ in Detroit. In Detroit, you have a lot of you know very famous music artists and all. You know, back to Motown to nowadays, looking at techno. Uh, and my mom kept whispering to me, "Is that DJ Assault?" And I was like, "I don't know, I don't know." And she went, she went up to him and asked him, "Hey, can I get your autograph, Mr. DJ Assault?" <laughs> you know, and it, it turned out to be Andres, who does totally other music. You know, kind of does funk house. He does a lot of flipping of samples. Mm-hmm. What you do, he a does, lot. yeah. yeah. And then we're basically asking him, oh, do you play that techno ghetto tech stuff? You know, it's just like a totally different genre. And I remember him thinking, oh, you know, oh my God. I, don't, I don't like this at all. You know, and I was like, oh, mom, why did you do this to me? You know? yeah. It's quite a big guy, DJ Andres. It's actually one of the first uh, house records I ever bought. New new for you. Yeah, exactly. New yeah. for you at a white label. Yeah, it's it's I mean, it's kind of a classic. And I think that 
that's how Detroit's. It's really cool, like walking around there and just kind of like knowing someone's gonna walk in the shop. But even going to the store here is always an experience. Yeah, you uh, should you deep, should go over there and dig sometime. For, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's hard to explain, but like the music from Detroit has its own identity. It's like every every city, like Chicago, also has its own sound, and Detroit as well. And it's cool to hear like these differences between cities. I mean, I got I got I got a shout out Philadelphia. Philadelphia the Philadelphia sound is known worldwide, of course. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got a shout out Philly, but we also got to go to our next song though. Um, so going uh, back across the ocean to the police from Europe, um, from England, as a matter of fact, um, Walking on the Moon, classic song. Hope y'all enjoy. Giant 
Welcome back to Student Radio Maastricht. This is 107.5 FM. And we are talking about vinyl records today. Uh, I'm Elena, your co-host for today, together with Zaki. Yo. And I also invited Jeff and Ari. Wiggy wiggy. Hello. <laughs> our fellow vinyl enthusiasts. And we are having so much fun in the studio. Uh, I'm quite sad that the hour is uh, already almost... It goes quick. Yeah. yeah, right? It's always like this. When you're talking about something really interesting... <laughs> It always flies by. Um, so our last uh, segment before our uh, conclusion today uh, will be uh, just uh, giving some uh, some tips to uh, to noobs. This is what I <laughs> wrote in the clock for the newbies uh, or people who would uh, want to start to get into buying uh, vinyl records. Uh, what is your best tip? Well, start off the flea markets. Start buying records cheap. And once you get the hang of it, you can like spend more uh, money on records. That's how it's how that how it all started for me. And now I'm at a point when I'm spending 300, 400 euros on a record. But when it all when I started 12 years ago, I, I maximum maximum I, I paid three euros max for a record. And these days, yeah, 300, 400 depends. But yeah, start cheap. Yeah. And uh, for you, Ari? Oh uh, yeah, no, that's a, it's it's a question that I either you know I could elaborate. It's I definitely, one thing I'd say is always, especially to a lot of you young, aspiring DJs who, you know, have been DJing on CDJs for years and you want to start DJing vinyl because it's cool and all those snobby kids do it and you're like, <laughs> oh, come on, I'm getting disrespected. But no, but it, I definitely always remember if you really do like like a song, you know, when you're buying stuff, really really listen to it and then, and then maybe listen to it twice in the store or online. Really think about it because there is a tendency for people to start getting very consumerist and I went through it myself, you know. When you're buying music to listen, even then, either way, I'm sure Jeff knows what I'm talking about, you can really, your primal capitalist consumerist urges can really come out in this hobby and you can find yourself locked up with a cart for 400 bucks. And you really, like, go slow. You don't need to buy it all at once. I know you want to, on Discogs, combine everything at once so you can get the one shipping price for everything. But really, you got to check yourself. Uh, yeah. Because you can find yourself with some records at home. I got a little bin, right, mm -hmm. with like a hundred records in it, maybe, maybe a bit more. Uh, that I'm like, I'm not sure about these ones, <laughs> and I'm there. Like, I actually sometimes have friends come over and they can look through them because I try to get rid of them. Like Jeff just said, he just did some spring cleaning, and that's all fine to do the cleaning. But you know, you can stop that by checking yourself before you wreck yourself. Really make sure you like the music that you're buying. Yeah, yeah. And start with the classics. I got lost in rare music, but like you should al always keep uh, on playing the classics and keep uh, checking what the classics are. And that's a point uh, which I learned the past years. Uh, I found all these rare records and I was like, oh, so amazed. Oh, nobody knows this. But at a certain point, a lot of friends showed me all these classics. were like, oh, I never heard this. And I was quite ashamed about it. But mm -hmm. there's so much cool music out there, like uh, known music. And you can buy those fairly cheap for like maybe five euros, 10 euros a record. So. Yeah, and it's still great. I mean, for example, the song we we listened to earlier by The Police, you already uh, suggested it, and then you were like, oh, maybe I should have gone for something more on the ground. But sometimes, you know, the classics also uh, don't disappoint. Yeah, it's like, the, you know, <laughs> songs like that. So when you start collecting vinyl, especially I was quite young, I was like, when I started, I guess, like 16, 17, I was like, all right, the first songs that I 
am gonna buy are the ones I've heard growing up with my family, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so the the first couple of records I bought were things like The Police. So I bought like Wu Tang, you know, The Chamber, Thirty Six Chamber, and I also bought the I and I album that we heard. And like these are things that are you know you grew up with, so they're the first things you buy. And then as you go on to it, you start getting into the rarer stuff. But you know, like songs like that, I'm happy I have. It also reminds me a lot of my father who you know lives in another continent, you know. So yeah. even if it's a mainstream song, I'm like, all right, I'll throw it in. That's why. No, hundred yeah, yeah. percent. I mean, I'm I'm I I'm a sucker for the Beatles. So yeah. I, I mean, that's those were the, really the first records that I remember playing. You know, and I played I played them a lot at home. You know, and and that was one of the things that uh, one of the first records uh, or like first collections of records that I want to get is uh, like you know the Beatles albums, even though you know everybody knows them. But I want to get obviously you know the older uh, uh, like press uh versions i don't know <laughs> but yeah, yeah exactly so yeah i want to get the older ones and not you know just represses but um yeah that those are slightly harder to find but i agree i mean in the same with your tip uh just i would agree just uh, check the songs you want to buy usually what i would do when the uh, plata was still there is uh i would just go spend the whole day at the record store uh listen to them a few times and then i would make a maybe pile that i would leave to to ben at the record store and be like okay i'm gonna sleep on it and i come back tomorrow and then i'm gonna make a final decision you know and then i ended up with a lot of records i really love you know instead of just having a lot uh random ones yeah. i mean yeah. Yeah. i think i think being intentional is one thing that helps a lot when finding music but i mean i, I also love your idea the idea of you know just going back to things that you grew up on like a couple weeks ago i was um at a very small gathering a small um corona safe gathering um and someone was playing the record um the hotter 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 than july by stevie wonder classic classic album and just even hearing the like hearing the music not only just hearing the songs that i grew up listening to but also hearing hearing it in that medium so that's like very much so focused based you know it's really a much more a much different experience than if i just if it just came on randomly and yeah going going back to things that you already know but also i think another thing is that if you do research on like particularly sample based hip hop music look up those samples maybe you can find the album from which that sample came from and you can listen to that entire album and it's a lot of really good music for so. sure that's so fun i mean just yeah trying to identify samples later on and sometimes yeah I'm, i can't think of anything on the top of my head but i bought a record and been like whoa what is this you know and then you know that it's something that you that's been sampled later in the million songs of hip-hop that i heard when i was in my youth days which i guess i still am in <laughs> i mean i will never forget my first time hearing the greatest dancer by sister sledge and thinking that's getting jiggy with it by Will Smith, except not. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, on the, on that note, I think we're gonna have to go to the next to last song. Uh, so the next song is uh, by June Evans. Uh, Hardly need to say this was uh, chosen by Jeff. So enjoy. You got me so 
You are listening to Student Radio Maastricht on RTV Maastricht 107.5 FM. The music you're listening to is June Evans, Hardly Need to Say, and we are still talking about vinyl, although we are reaching the end of our show, unfortunately. Sad. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah sad. <laughs> so, Jeff, tell us uh, why you chose uh, June Evans for the next to last song um, of today. Well, it's uh, it's the last uh, record I per- uh, I bought on the internet, and I think about like a month ago from an Italian uh, record collector, Marco. I think he has one of the biggest record collections uh, collections in Italy. Mm. I think he has eighty thousand records, so it's quite amazing. And literally all the stuff I'm searching for, he has it. And he's like, I think he's 75 years old and I send him an email and he will go through his records and he will send me a message like after like two weeks, hey Jeff, I found the record you're searching for. Yeah, I was wondering like uh, how long does it take to search in 80,000 records, you know, like either you have, how would you organize them in that sense, you know, like if you only have shelves. Well, he, he put it on paper and literally he's like an old school dude, so I literally write it, he write it down. And that's how he finds the he finds the records back. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, we we, we were talking earlier. You have about two thousand records mm-hmm, estimation. Ari. Yeah, I think I probably have about the same. Maybe a little a little less, but probably about that. And I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's like it's good to do your spring cleaning. You can't have too many. I think I'm still at the point where I know what all of them are. You're like I don't pick anything out and go, what's that? There might be a yeah. minute of like eyebrows raised. What? You know, yeah. there's some white labels in there because sometimes they're cheaper. You know, if the, the 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 like main pressing has a really pretty thing on the label. I'm like, yeah. oh, it's 20 euro cheaper. But sometimes it's a, there's a lot of visual like aspect with records as well. And I'll find myself paying more for sometimes for like a pressing that looks better. And I'm like, why yeah. am I doing? Like what? I could buy two more records if I didn't do that. You know? But yeah. So true. What yeah. do you think about like uh, transparent uh, pressings? Uh, those are probably the better ones. I would say that like trans, like black is the best, yeah. and then transparent. Like I would always rather have black, but transparent is okay. Yeah. But anything colored is like really like from what I know, and I don't know a lot, you know. But from what I know, they're like thinner, so the, I always notice the sound is thinner. Mm. Um, there's not a lot of bass. These tracks just have no life in them. Like for yeah. most of them, maybe I have one or two white ones that maybe sound kind of okay but in general if it's colored stay away from it yeah. but i have a clear record a transparent one that actually sounds okay i think for some reason those are better i don't like okay yeah. strange but just stay away from pink and white any color records i don't know what you think about that but yeah i second that yeah. i i hate gold records i yeah. don't know they, they always sound much uh, much less than like the, just uh, the black final so if yeah. you have to if you can choose between a black final or a cold final always go for the black one yeah, yeah. Like. and also if you're deciding to to mix with them not only does the sound uh, sound worse but it's also really uh, in my opinion it's harder to you know to find the track that you mm-hmm. want and just yeah. like especially if you're playing in a club at night um yeah good luck with that good luck good luck but um yeah yeah. we are we are approaching the end of our show we only have about two and a half minutes left in the hour unfortunately no i (laughs) love this conversation unfortunately yeah this last song this last song that i that i chose it's uh from 1993, it's from Ron Atkins as Model 500, and you know a lot of people might know. Kind of started techno in Detroit, and this song's cool because he would classify it as a techno song. But uh, to to most of you viewers, anyone listening, you know, you'd be like, "That's not techno," you know. Yeah. Uh, and as we turn it up in a minute or whatever, you'll just it, it's super spacey, futuristic, um, very utopian, and uh, like you can really get in the vibe. It sounds like machines are talking to you, you know, and. 
Uh, I love that people in Detroit, the people who started this music, would all say that this is techno. And yeah. then when you hear what people say today, techno, it's just boom, 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 Business nothing techno. going on, you know? And yeah. <laughs> it's like electronic jazz. Yeah, exactly, yeah. man. That's the way to say it. Nice. Okay, so we'll enjoy that in a second. I'm just going to thank you both for coming here today to the show. That was really fun. And thank you, Zaki, for being our tech, as usual, and lovely co-host. Thank you, RTV, for allowing us to say whatever we want on the radio and uh, go to the Pride protest this Saturday at the Green. Enjoy. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Peace out.